0: Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Today's topic, why you probably need 1.1 cars in your retirement. Dallas.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I like,
0: look, i got to say I like it. <laughs> Just not title. one and a half cars, no, not, no. not, not, not well, two
1: cars, not one car, 1.1 cars. Where I thought of this, you know the old saying of, yeah, the standard family in Australia is is mum and dad and 2.2 kids is, mm. is what they always talked about where it's like it was 2.3 2.3 was when, it? I, was, yeah, when yeah. I was growing up there yeah. was
0: a brilliant ad yeah and it was three kids in the back of a yeah. car and um, two bigger brothers yeah on either side and there was in the middle there was a tiny little kid yeah Um and he said there's 2.3 kids in the average australian family and i'm the 0.3 yeah exactly and he was sitting and it was all about how the i think it was the commodore at yeah, the time had, the... had a bigger a bigger space in the back to yeah. fit 2.3 kids <laughs> and uh, i mean the whole point of it was yeah. you never find 2.3 kids you, can't have, 3, you yeah. have two yes. we have
1: three and yeah. his family was three kids so and and that's so where i got thinking about this is um, it's actually the 1.1 car thing came from uh, in my own life, I had a, a mate who's a, a long-time listener of the podcast, Andrew from the UK, who's um, – when he he came, moved over to Townsville and stayed with us for a few months. And he was living with us and um, he's actually working out of our office and, and using that for, for his um, – for a bit of his um, IT business. But we worked out that we needed – I had one car and most of the time we only needed one car sort of between us. But sometimes, very rarely – we would both need to go somewhere different at the same time and so we basically worked out we needed 1.1 cars it would have been a complete waste for us to have two cars for him to have his own car Mm. while he was staying with me for a couple of months and and while we were doing so many trips together so and i think that's the position most people find themselves in approaching retirement is that while you're both working leading up to retirement you sort of need two cars everyone Mm. everyone needs basically two cars and then you hit retirement and people people know that they probably don't need two cars, but you can think of situations where you you do need two cars very occasionally. So invariably what happens is either you end up with one car and um, every time you get stuck, it becomes a real it, it's a real burden. it feels like a real imposition that oh well, maybe we need two cars. But if you do have two cars, Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, one of them sitting in the driveway and, mm. and there's only one of the cars being used at any one time. So what I worked out with this is that um, if you have two cars, you'll always use the two cars. Mm. So what I'd propose to people to do in, in the first year of your retirement is if you think that you you think you don't need two cars anymore, but you might one car might not be enough, here's what you do. You sell your car, you sell you sell one of the cars for whatever amount of money that you get. And you take some of that cash and you put it in a separate bank account. And what you do is you link that bank account to an Uber account. And then what you do is you just go about your normal life for that first year of your retirement with one car. And every time you you need, you know, you both need to use the car, you 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 just get an Uber, but the, this is the key, you use the Uber completely guilt-free. Don't think about oh it cost me twenty dollars to get the Uber from here to there or anything like that. You use just use the Uber, go and live your normal life as you normally would, but get an Uber occasionally when you do when you do both need a car. Then at the end of that year, what you do is you calculate right, how much money do I start the year with in that Uber account? How much have I used in Uber expenses for that year? And that actually tells you exactly how much extra car you need. So for some people, you might get to the end of the year and go, well, I only took one twenty dollars trip. In that account, and so I've only spent twenty dollars. Geez, I, I know. Then it's very easy to see that I would probably you know I, I, there's no point asking car because I just don't we don't use it mm-hmm. at all. Now there will be a crossover period where if if over the course of that year you've spent fifty dollars on on Ubers every week and you get to the end of the year and you've spent two and a half thousand dollars out of that account, then you may look at at purchasing a, a, another car, but. What you really want to do then, and it becomes very concrete, is is the tangible nature of that's what the extra point one of a car cost you in that year if you had to pay that to Uber versus the extra cost to run that extra car in retirement. And and you've done some numbers on on what that actually what that actually costs you. Look, these are rough rough figures yeah. um, at best, but I've I just put down I, look I, I put down for
0: tyres and maintenance on a vehicle a thousand dollars a year. Yep, that's exactly Could right. be over, could be under. Yep. Um, $1,000 a year for registration. It mm-hmm. could be over, could be under. Yeah. And $1,000 a year for insurance. Yeah. And again, it could be over or could be under. If you look at all those mm-hmm. three things, ties and maintenance is one, yeah. rego is another, yeah. and insurance is another, yeah. um, I'm going to say they, they, they'll they all come to, on average, about $3,000 a year. Yeah. Um, and that includes servicing as well, so yep. maintenance and servicing. Yep. yep. So... I'm going to then say that depreciation runs at about five thousand dollars a year, and what I'm talking about there, people mm. will buy a fifty thousand dollars car, and they'll sell it five years later for twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, and um, and what what's happened over that five year period? It's depreciated by five thousand dollars a year. Mm. They've bought it for fifty, they've sold it for twenty-five. Yeah. Now whether that's less or more than five thousand dollars depends on a number of different factors. Yeah. But let's just say it's around that ballpark. Yeah. So, it's 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 eight thousand dollars a year to run uh, a vehicle. Yep. So if you if if we look at an average wage for a comfortable retirement for our clients that have recently retired, it's about eighty thousand dollars a year, seventy eighty thousand dollars a year. Some years they spend more. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we've gone into the detail before. Of they're not paying tax. They're yep. not paying off a yep. home loan. They're not yep. raising a family, all that sort of stuff. About $80,000 a year hmm. gives them a good lifestyle. Now, if you're paying $8,000 a year for each vehicle, yeah um, it's a good place to shave yeah, that's that a, it's an easy living area. cost because yep. if you think of it in terms of it represents 10% of your annual living, annual living expenses. Yep. So, if you could run one vehicle... Hmm. In retirement, yeah. and um, and and not run two, mm. you've got an extra eight thousand dollars effectively to yes. to put towards something, yeah, um, travel, you know, anything that you want to do in in, in retirement. So yeah. and uh, it, it is it's a really really good area to shave. I, I I I believe in terms of and what I'm talking about that is if you can shave down to one car, yeah, and and still live a pretty good lifestyle, and with both people retired, you generally can. You're not both heading in di- different directions to go to work. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, you might need the car. Um, you might you might both need it at the same time. But yeah. like like your point is Dallas. Yeah, you've got an account over here now. Yeah, well, with, and, with
1: funds in there, and you know, and you get a taxi or an Uber. Yes, and that that's actually I, I um, that's the way that I think about it. But I think of it a little bit differently, which is that basically the three thousand dollars a year is your running cost. It doesn't matter whether you drive a Busted old Camry, or whether you drive a, a new car that you bought for sixty thousand, you can't really get away with three thousand dollars of running costs. That's mm-hmm. non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So the depreciation of, if you if you have a, you know as your second car a, a really old, really cheap little car, yeah. that depreciation figure might be might be might be less than five thousand dollars, but it's still a real cost. And, and that's the second part of it is, is if, you, if you assume that the running cost of 3000 that's going to happen either way, mm. the depreciation, if you're happy to have as your second car a, a smaller, cheaper car, you can then sit down and that's a decision for you to make then as to what is the actual depreciation cost for you based on based on the car that you're thinking about keeping. But you do have to take that into account. and And that's sort of why I like to look at it this other way is that if at the end of the year... You've spent less than three thousand dollars on on Ubers. You can't possibly be financially better off with a, with mm-hmm. with two cars. You, you know, you you might separate to that. You might just want two cars or whatever. But financially, even though every week you've spent fifty, sixty dollars on Ubers, and it feels painful to watch that coming out of your bank account you really got to remember that that's $3,000. It was going to go anyway. It, it was mm-hmm. going. It's just that it was going on insurance, maintenance, um, and that kind of thing rather than going to, to Uber. So that's why part two of that strategy is if you get to the end of the year and you go, well, I spent $3,000 on Ubers, but that would have been just the basic running costs of my car. And that's without taking into account, you know, if I if I go and pull $20,000 out of my retirement savings and buy a car, what's the depreciation going to be on that? On, on that car over the next 10 years and what's the cost of that every year, you know that you're better off just, just running one car and, and using the point one of you know, Ubers or taxis or that kind of thing. The second part of it then is is the, the, the emotional side of it is you really have to, and, and one of the strategies I've seen work is think of that as just the money that you're saving on those running costs. Don't think of it as a $3,000 expense on cabs and Ubers. Think of it as, I've got $3,000 in that account and what I've actually heard of people do is, is put $3,000 a year into that account to run those Ubers and mm-hmm. so that when every time you go you go to go somewhere and you think, oh, I don't really want to go there because I'd have to get a cab, you think, no, that money's already been allocated for. That's just mm-hmm. the savings on the running costs on that car and then by doing that, you effectively get for free all the, all the depreciation. What that was going to cost you in depreciation on that second car, you don't incur any of that cost but you've already allocated all of, all of the expenses of, of what, you, what you've needed to. Mm-hmm. And if you get to the end of that year and you've spent $5,000 on Ubers and you go, well, maybe I can run some little tiny cheap car that's only going to cost me $1,000 in depreciation, maybe I'm slightly better off having that, then by all means go and do it. But what we find invariably is that if you are able to cut back to one car from two cars, you, you never look back. You don't. You don't then think about it and, and, and worry about it. It's more of a burden in in our imagination than what it is in reality. And for most people, like you said, Michael, it's a big place to be able to cut those. You know, to shave a significant percentage of your of your income needs every year is to run back to one car.
0: Yeah. Look, and especially yeah, you know, if we started with the assumption that eighty thousand was going to be a really comfortable retirement, mm-hmm. but for you know whatever reason. You you've worked out that you you can sustainably draw only seventy five thousand dollars mm. from your retirement savings. Yep. Then it's it's a low hanging f- piece of fruit here is, yeah. to be able to look at and say okay well, well we could do without a yep. second vehicle yep. in this situation. So, and that's
1: that's exactly the the I guess the point there is if you think of it as we were going to spend eighty thousand uh, dollars each year if we if we allow for three thousand dollars of running costs and five thousand dollars of depreciation. We we're going to run two cars. It was going to cost of our eighty thousand. Eight thousand was going to be going out in that. You go okay. Well, we're still going to have the the running cost, of the three thousand dollars. That pays for all the Ubers, all the cabs for the year. The five thousand dollars that depreciation. That's that's free. That's free money, and that's what gets us back to the seventy five thousand. We don't have to make any other changes to our lifestyle. That's the adjustment that's picked up the difference there. And and you're you're the same boat that you need it to be. So. That's, I guess, the, the way... There's, there's something psychologically that goes on, I think, with, with all of these expenses, like paying for Ubers and paying for cabs, it seems like dead money. It's like the renting thing where you go, it feels like dead money to have to pay a cab to, to take you somewhere once a week or once a fortnight. But when you actually sit down and do the numbers on, what does it actually cost you to have that second car that sits in your driveway 99.9% of the time, you're probably better off... Just running one car, and and the point one can come from from Uber or from cabs. Yeah, good place to wrap up. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Money Over Fifty financial advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.